I every week get into like an existential crisis of like, but I want to, you know, like people don't know things, right? It's like, I want to leave in the time that they, to indicate that they did think about it, right. but I don't want to have all the many seconds of debt to, and it becomes a whole. Authentic, you know, authentic um, existence is generally not very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> and there's really, there's really something to that. <laughs> Really so it just it just depends on what you're that. are you trying to entertain people then you're probably gonna have to change some stuff about how it went down about what we're actually like yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and with that true. Welcome back to We Love That. I'm Jerome. And I'm Kenyon. Today, we've got a guest who's the best at playing guitar and harmonica and singing at the same time. That's right. <laughs> we've got our O Shapiro on the cast with us today. I don't know about all at the same time, but certainly he does all those things independently and he tells us all about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> goodness <laughs> hi hello hello <laughs> Kenyon. we have a special guest we do i mean all of the guests that we have here are special jerome um, okay but this one's extra special <laughs> uh we have with us a singer songwriter multi-instrumentalist well. i could add more words but i'll leave the rest of those words off <laughs> uh, <laughs> R.O. Shapiro here with us on the podcast today. Hello, hello. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for being oh, here. Oh, truly, of course. What what an honor <laughs> it is for you to be here. Um, how how are we all doing? How are we feeling here in the? Well, you all are on the West Coast. I was going to say here in the evening, but no, no. Right? No, we're still we're still we've got we've got plenty of day left over here. It's not even. It's not even time for. Not even time for cocktails yet. Um, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. That's a pretty good um, <laughs> sign of how I'm doing. Is is sort of judging my day by is it is it time to have a cocktail yet? Um, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, doing it's, well. It's honorable even that that you're still restricting cocktails to a certain time of day. I think. <laughs> well, has really. It's always time for a cocktail. <laughs> as as we were sort of saying, the the character that I'm projecting on this podcast is maybe not um, <laughs> totally totally an honest depiction of, of who I am. <laughs> um, I do try to I do try to wait to uh, to start <laughs> affecting my brain because otherwise it's a it's a slippery slope. Yeah, but, I feel that truly. Um, yeah. but you like make cocktails for fun, right? Like kind of in a in a pseudo mixologist sort of way. Indeed. Indeed I do. Yeah. It's been a really that's been a really fun um quarantine hobby uh this past year and a half plus now. Um you know, we weren't we weren't going to bars and things like that. And um so started started accumulating uh some bottles of my own and I was doing this cute little 
pretty much like weekly FaceTime for for a while with uh, two of my two of my buddies from from college, uh, Jacob Paul and uh, and Stephen Feigenbaum, and um, yeah, they're also they're also musicians and in the music industry. So we would just sort of get together and shoot the shit and talk about talk about music stuff and and talk about drinks and sort of make stuff together. And it's kind of I I love cooking too, and it kind of reminds me of cooking and. Just getting all these weird sort of herbal bitter things, and it's just it's a lot of fun. And you get and you get a little drunk, you know. <laughs> and as a it's, bonus, you get a little. Drunk. Yeah, it's like it's that's like kind of part of the package. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to sort of have be try to be artful with it, and it, and it, have it be another thing. Um, obviously, drinking and alcohol, and there's so many different ways to. God, there's just like there's so much that you can say about that and about about whether whether it's a I guess I guess like how how healthy or unhealthy it is. And there's like research, you know, lots of research about it. Right. And everybody has different relationships with it. And um, and that's something that I definitely try to be mindful of. I try to be mindful of of most things in my life. And and so just do it in a conscientious and and mindful way, because Alcohol is such a um, given for so many, mm. so many sure. um, social interactions and meals and stuff. It's just like so, so baked into sort of adult, quote unquote, existence. Um, so I think one of the things that I like about making drinks is the is the construction of them and the thinking about them and knowing knowing what ingredients I'm putting in them and and uh, yeah. I mean, as someone who has never really been a drink maker like what is mm-hmm. what is like the what's like a basic tip like or like a like a the basic do's and don'ts of of this craft well i mean there's no i you know i i don't and 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 honestly like we the the one of the things i like about the the guys that i do it with like we don't like to yuck anyone's yum i mean whatever whatever you enjoy is is good and um, I mean, a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the stuff that we sort of fool around with and make are, are like on the more bitter herbal side. Um, I mean, the, the, I'll say this, I'll say this, the sort of the like classic, like really like classic cocktails. So, um, for example, like a, a Negroni or an old fashioned stuff like that, mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. a spirit element. So that's like your basic, uh, your whiskey, your gin, stuff, something like that. There's a sweet element. So like in a Negroni, it's sweet vermouth. In an old fashioned, it's just like actually sugar. And then a bitter <laughs> element. And in a Negroni, that would be the Campari, which is the sort of like red, bitter, orange liqueur. Mm-hmm. In an old fashioned, it's just like actually like orange bitters or uh, or Angostura bitters. So that's sort of, it's like, it's like a sweet, a spirit, and a bit, uh, and a bitter. And then with other drinks, you might also throw in uh, an, an acid with that, like a citrus, right? With like Ooh. sours and stuff like that. So there, those are the sort of like basic like blocks. I, I describe it a lot like it's like making salad dressing. It's like you just sort of want like these different. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like you want these just like sort of different different things and you just try, you know, try different bottles. And, and it's a, you know, as we can go back out to bars, like if you have a drink you like, you know, see, look at the menu, like see what what the ingredients are. You can always ask the bartender, "Can I try something on its own?" If you like it, 
get a, get a bottle of it to, to have at home. Not, a lot of these bottles aren't that expensive is the other really nice thing about this being a hobby. Um, you know, you don't have to buy like super expensive stuff. Like all, most of the things are 20, 30 bucks. Um, mm. And then just fool around with it and see what, see what balance you like and what, what, uh, what proportions you like. And I don't know. It's really, it's really fun. If, if it's of interest, I, <laughs> I, I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've been I've also been making some cocktails in quarantine and saying that it is like cooking I think is the thing that I just did not realize, which is in retrospect like duh, <laughs> but the idea of like oh yeah, let me balance the flavor. Like yeah, yeah. let me add in something sweet. Let me, you know, I the idea of that in comparison to myself in college that was like how much alcohol in a drink totally, totally. <laughs> with as little other things as possible? It's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. But also, you know, like <laughs> cocktail, like cocktails and cocktail culture are a thing that's like really like coming way back into fashion now, and just like was not mm-hmm. part of American culture for for a long, long time. Um, you know, it sort of came about in New York uh, in the early 20th century, but then basically like after prohibition and stuff, like things just kind of got like majorly like wound back. And um, the way you can kind of look at it is like in the fifties and sixties, we sort of had a um, like Julia child and stuff like that. We had like a food, like, like fine dining um, wave in the state, in the States. Mm. And then, and then, um, and then it was wine in California and then it was beer. So now we have like all these craft breweries fucking everywhere. <laughs> I live in San Diego and there's literally, I'm not exaggerating, literally at least one microbrewery on every block oh like within, within three blocks of our apartment. It's too much. I don't, under, I do like, I am so happy for them that they, uh, that they made it through the pandemic, but I have no idea how, like, how is there this much of a market? But apparently they're all, they're all doing great. Um, and they've all oh. just got all the IPAs and they're just, they're, they're churning them out. But anyway, so beer, and now we're sort of in the spirits wave of like distiller, like more distilleries and like mm-hmm. craft cocktails, mm-hmm. like becoming a thing again. So it's, there's like no shade at all to like anyone who is, hasn't tapped in, like, isn't know about most people they're like. I'd say, like, I mean, myself included, like, up until two years ago, like, you know, didn't really know the ins and outs of this stuff. Um, so it's just a whole other, you know, just a whole other world that one can <laughs> fall down <laughs> and spend money in. <laughs> oh, if they really? Want to. I need loud. another one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now, I guess it's like the next one's probably like weed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was joking. I was joke, joking with friends. Like, when? Like, when is? Uh, like, when is Costco going to start selling weed? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for like Kush. Literally, Kirkland. Like (laughs) it's the largest thing you've ever seen. It's like three, three ounce, like two ounce jars taped together, (laughs) and all vacuum sealed together. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's exactly exactly what we're waiting for. (laughs) And everyone's like, "It's pretty. It's like actually pretty good. It's like decent." (laughs) (laughs) I know it's Costco, so you wouldn't think, but it's. Actually, pretty good. It does the job. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's dystopic. If that's what I want, I don't know. I don't know how to judge this scenario that is hurtling towards us. It's coming. (laughs) That's yeah. 
Chances are it's dystopic with the way other things are going. <laughs> great, 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 great. Well, it, it's funny that you bring up weed because... Yeah. You, wow, how are you going to do this one? Okay, I'm waiting to see. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> you write about weed quite a bit in your music, which is something that I have have great appreciation for and am thinking about... I'm glad. That's definitely something that I've been like, I'm like, I just got to stop writing about weed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, at in thinking point, about, like, is it not cool? <laughs> <laughs> You're not there yet. We'll let you know. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll okay. send your letter. Uh, it's, I mean, to compare to alcohol, I mean, you know, a thing that many, many people know at this point, but like the idea of alcohol showing up in lots of different types of music in lots right. of different ways um, because it just is a normal part right. of of adult life, like you said, right. um, for better and for worse. But that, you know, you think of like stoner music or like, or you think of weed in music and you think of like stoner music. You think of like Shaggy, It Wasn't Me, and right. that's like the end of the list. <laughs> right, right. Um, Re- reggae, yeah, reggae and rap and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so I love... That you're like pulling it into a, a new place. Oh, thanks. Um, that's nice of you to say. Yeah, it definitely. I mean, you know, uh, I I smoke weed and I write about my life generally. I mean, like most of my songs are are pretty pretty authentic to to what what my existence is. So it, it's if I'm if I'm trying to illustrate a, a experience that that I have, then often. Uh, marijuana is part of it, um, and I and I definitely also, you know, in in sort of what you're saying, in in thinking of my music in a in a tradition as as a part of a tradition, and and you know, doing sort of the folk singer songwriter Americana world, there are so many songs about whiskey and wine and and stuff like that, and yeah. and so trying to trying to put that on its head a little bit and, and put it, I, I, I want to make sure that, that I'm writing songs that I'm not just, it's not just a pastiche. It's not just like, Oh, I'm pretending to be, you know, someone like from the South in the seventies, but like, no, it's like, it's, it's, I'm, I'm writing songs that take, uh, uh, a lot of melodic clues, um, from that world, but I'm still writing about like someone who grew up on Long Island and is, you know, 30 in, in the 21st century. I I want to get to the to like asking you more about just the stories of your life that that end up in the song the songs that you write and the storytelling aspect of of your music but I am curious how you yeah how how you relate to kind of the tradition that you are in sonically and and what are the trajectories mm-hmm. and influences I don't know that like that you see in your work how do you come to the sound Yeah um Gosh, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I, the, the, the really quick answer is Bob Dylan. I mean, that, you know, falling in love with his music uh, when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's such an enormous influence on so, so, so many artists um, that I'm, I'm honored to be in that, um, in that community. But he's also, I mean, he's also a, a like, Jewish kid from, from the North who who mm-hmm. you know 
he i i hope to not be as like appropriative as as he was and and i don't you know i mean he he's certain he is certainly and and certainly in um more recent years like given a lot of credit to to the artists that have come before him and who and who he listened to um but still he he was uh putting on a character and you know sure. like famously his his whole um his whole vocal uh, uh affect which obviously is mm-hmm. very pol- very polarizing and a lot of people with for very good reason hate listening to him sing which i i totally get <laughs> um but that but that whole thing was an affect i mean he was sort of trying to do um like kind of a woody guthrie uh kind of voice um and there's there's you know other records that he made and earlier on in his career where he sings totally totally differently which is like a, 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 such a trip um mm. and and I always I always wondered like why people didn't talk about that more. It's so interesting. Like the the the, re- the record that he did with Johnny Cash, that like when they did do some duets together, like he just sounds totally different. Um, it's just interesting that he like was able to do that and no one called him out on. It. I don't know. Yeah, it's just funny. Is Dylan a part of, like a big part of what you listened to growing up? Yeah. Or- yeah. Uh huh. Definitely, definitely listened listened to listen to him in high school. Listened to him a lot. Like when I, I I didn't pick up guitar until, um, until the end of high school. Uh, I mean my my most of my earlier upbringing in music was was all musical theater. That was that was like pretty mm. much that was pretty much the most of the most of the singing I did. Um, I loved the Beatles. I loved like like classic rock and roll and stuff like that. Um, but I didn't start really singing that stuff that much or really diving into those songs um until until i picked up guitar my senior year um and started like doing some writing of my own and and learning covers and stuff like that um so yeah so then i then i came to college i came to yale um and started singing acapella was still doing musical theater um and was still writing and playing guitar and started playing in a band uh with some friends of mine but then it wasn't really until i joined tangled up in blue the folk uh chorus um (laughs) for lack of a better term um my junior year and that and that's what really started so so it was it was i i knew that i was into all that stuff and i and i had a little bit of knowledge of it and you know and even in even in the Duke's men, like I was, you know, I was like the, the, the folky rock and roll guy, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and they would like make, like, I just still remember like Sam Shuey, like making fun, like, like, uh, copying the way I sang and stuff, you know, stuff like that. So like, I, I, I had that, I had like going like, like, That's oh, and, uh, like him going like, <laughs> and, um, so I had that a little bit already, but it's like, I was like the folky guy, like, in the musical in the acapella group i was the folky guy in the in the mm-hmm, you yeah. know, like oh like try out for my folk musical like that 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 <laughs> shtick um and it wasn't until i was i was in tangled up in blue and and started learning more of that repertoire and and um and and around the same time i also was i i had switched from being an english major to an american studies major um and mm. doing that was telltale sign yeah exactly um <laughs> that was also huge because I, I i took a, a ton of um classes on American, uh, music and storytelling and, um, yeah, and became, became, a, a 
you know, a scholar of it and whatever that means for in a, in an undergraduate liberal arts context, which is, you know, <laughs> read some, some really interesting Wikipedia articles. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it did, it just like that, that really broadened my, broadened my, um, knowledge of, of the genre and of, of different artists. And, um, and it sort of just really, really took off from there. You touched on just a little bit in there, like when you picked up the guitar, um, Mm-hmm. But you also play play other instruments. What instruments do you What instruments do you play? How many are over the there? Only, the only <laughs> The only I mean, guitar is really my main instrument. the 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 only other instrument that I guess I would say I play is harmonica. But even that is like I actually just started taking. I just took my first harmonica lesson with a friend. Wow, a friend who plays in in Austin. So I'm really excited. I like wow. for the first time, I like know some know like what to practice. If I want to try to practice mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and get a little bit more like of the um little little bit more of like the blues notes out of it, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. There's just like a few holes in the harmonica that I didn't realize you can. So when when you the the classic sort of thing you can do is is you know bend a note, and most of the most of the holes you can bend down a half step, but then there, on a couple holes you can bend down a whole step or a step and a half. And that's sort oh, of wow. how you, that's how you can get like some more of the chromatic and, and other other color in there. So I'm excited to, but it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to I have to practice it. Um, so yeah, that's the only other thing, and voice and yeah, the harmonica to me is like there's there's like the the meme that's like I don't trust a trumpet because how does it have three buttons and make all that sound? Yeah, like that's how I feel about the harmonica. It's like fair. But that little tiny thing, right. how are you right. what <laughs> right. Yeah, it's very it's very physical. It's very physical. And actually I played trumpet in high school and um and there is a similar like like the sort of um chops that you have to build up for a trumpet for yeah. the, for the embouchure and stuff. There there's some similarities in in harmonica too. Cuz to get to to like really manipulate the sounds, you have to get like a really good seal around each one of the holes and that's like that's one wow. of the tri- that's one of the trickiest parts yeah but there are so many holes i know what wow okay <laughs> there's the, so many and they're the, and they're so, and they're so and they're so small right it just right. Doesn't, that's what i don't understand <laughs> right. right and I, I also don't understand how the harmonica is it seems to be like the instrument that like shows up in like children's toy like right. land like you have right. like Drums and a harmonica and a tambourine. Yeah. And it's like, but a, a harmonica, <laughs> how that's hard. Yeah, One of but, these is not like the other. Right. <laughs> yeah. But but on the other hand, to like just get a sound out of it, it's very easy. And and if you're not trying to do like really nuanced things, if you have a song that's in C and you give a kid a C mm-hmm. harmonica, they can make sounds on it that will will occasionally be like correct. Like <laughs> I mean, it's much, it's much more, it's like, I'd much rather give a kid a harmonica than a violin, you know? I mean. Oh, yeah. You make a great point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to like get into that a little bit more. I didn't, I never took, I did so I didn't take piano lessons. I never, I'm, I'm self-taught on guitar. Um, I did take, I did take some voice lessons, um, but and as I said, I played trumpet in high school, but I, I never, I, I've never been a, um, you know, I'm not a conservatory kid. Like I never, I never really, I never really learned how to practice. Never really learned how to practice any, mm. anything, to be honest. Um, Retweet. 
<laughs> and and so I'm I'm excited to so th- so that's why I'm like I was excited to take this class and like have a list of things to practice and and get a little bit more a little bit more into it and not just sort of skate by on the on the superficial you know I because I, I could I can make I I can certainly do the Bob Dylan like folky kind of kind of sounds on harmonica and I can do a little bit of the of the sort of like more twangy blues thing but but I know there I knew there was a whole world that I wasn't you know it's like when when I when you when you mm-hmm. hear someone play it's like oh that person really knows and I'm like I want right, I, yeah. I want to I want to get that that a little bit that when people hear me play they're like oh he like actually like has has, has worked at this that's nice yeah that's good what he's doing I like that oh. <laughs> how lovely oh man well Jerome you're aren't you messing around on the on the guitar over there I was going to say that I, I'm, like, trying to pick up the guitar. Awesome. Um, and my friend Sophia has just given me, like, things to practice, mm-hmm. which feels... Yeah, it kind of, t- like, you know, I know how a guitar works and, like, can pick a couple songs and, like, just start playing them over and over again. Yeah. Um, but having actual things to do, like, having actual, like, right. okay, I can... Especially, like... There are some, like, just maneuvering your hands on the guitar that, like, I, as a person who has played piano for a long time, yeah. is, like, really trying to teach my hands to do something totally, different. Totally, totally. Like I was saying, I've been doing ceramics and stuff, too. I mean, just, like, all, all of these crafts take a have, a, have a physical aspect to them. Yeah. That that it's really, at when it, when, certainly when you're first getting started, it, it can be really hard and really frustrating to teach your muscles and brain to connect in this new way like yeah. it, it, the pain is a part of it that you like don't ex- i know like with guitar yeah that's what that's what m- oh, so many people say to me when they start learning guitar is like how much it hurts their fingers and it's like yeah it's totally fair it does hurt i was just like i'm going to sound very curmudgeon but like i feel like <laughs> we as humans are training our hands to only be good at like tapping on phones right, and like right, typing right <laughs> and that i feel like now that i'm trying to which are kind of designed to like let's give your hands the most smooth and like they have to move <laughs> as little as possible they just released the new um the new ios on the phone yeah is going to the like search bar is going to be at the bottom so that you don't have to reach to the top of the phone to search <laughs> thank, thank god <laughs> which is like yeah, I don't want right. to overexert myself, Phew. like getting, you know, searching for it right on Google Maps. But yeah, it really is like making your muscles do things that, like, otherwise they're we. I don't know. The, yeah. Otherwise, I don't find myself doing very much anymore. Yeah, it's totally true. Um, I was going to say that I, when I was living in Austin, um, I volunteered a couple days a week at the Travis County Jail, and one of the things I did volunteering there was help out with a guitar class and mm, wow. it was just so hilarious how these huge like most like usually like very tattooed guys would just like <laughs> be looking up at me with the guitar and like the and like you know their hands were like dwarfing the necks of the guitar and they'd like look up at me just be <laughs> yeah. like be like this really hurts man 
<laughs> and like and like I would show I would show them I would show them how like my like the tips of my fingers like have calluses on them and they were like whoa like just so impressed <laughs> by my by by my by my hard ass fingertips. <laughs> Amazing. And it was pretty funny. But yeah, uh, it hurts. It does hurt. It hurts. Something 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 pain beauty something something. Art something. hurts. <laughs> Art hurts, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, someone stitch this up in post. And yes, yes. <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear you talk about um, starting in musical theater and then kind of jumping over into folky Americana world. Mm-hmm. Because when I listen to your music, like I can feel the musical theater parts of my brain kind of going off. Um, mm-hmm. Go off. Go absolutely going <laughs> off, and, so, and it, it is great to hear that that actually that is not just my brain kind of having a moment, but like that there actually is something there. But like you got me. What I love about Americana and about the music that you write is that it is so story driven. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the fear is that it sounds too generic, right? Like the you know, like you were saying, like you don't want to just sound like this is what someone at X time, what we think right. they might have right. been saying and singing about. Um, how do you, how do you kind of balance that or navigate that? How do you pick like ideas to write about or, or images to invoke? Like what, mm-hmm. how do you, how do you make that little concoction? Um, It definitely has over the course of my, time songwriting it, it it's the the process hasn't always felt consistent um and i know you guys have talked sure. talked a lot about process with with other songwriters and stuff too i mean it definitely definitely part of me there is that there is that um divine intervention kind of kind of vibe um where mm-hmm. it's it's general generally the way that my songs come together are I sit, I'm sitting with, with my guitar, I'm messing around, I'm finding a progression and a melody that I like, and then some words append themselves to that melody. And usually it's, it's just something that it's, you know, the, the music of, of the phrase, you know, the, the, the rhythm fits the melody that I'm, that I'm starting to sing. And, and then usually either, either that phrase already is, is, related to what is going on in my life at, at that present moment. Or it's, it's like, uh, uh, basically, basically like, like, like there's, there's, you know, I, I, I relate that phrase to, to whatever it is going on in my life. So I find, I find a way to, to, to make that connection. Uh Um, yeah. And yeah. And then just kind of go from there and, and use that as a, as a seed and, and, and build out from it. I mean, earlier when we were talking with you, 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 you like mentioned kind of fast, like songs that, that you're writing songs that you felt were like about getting people's attention. <laughs> um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And how I'm, I'm curious how that like fits into what you're just saying. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So because my life as of of, of late has been living uh, living in an apartment with my partner, Lauren, who's in med school at UCSD. So... The, the 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 rhythm of our lives has never been more different, and yet it's the first time that we're living <laughs> in the same place together. Mm-hmm. Uh, like living, like mm-hmm. the first, yeah, first time we're cohabitating, and 
so yeah, I've I've joked that a lot of my songs this past year have been like about me being in the other room, trying to get her to hang out, <laughs> trying to get her to hang out with me. Um, whereas <laughs> uh, the songs like from the last record I put out, a lot of them are about traveling and being on the road and and being far away from her and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do. I love I love telling stories. I like I I like. I love lyrics that are that are um, specific, that that really create a a specific vibe and world. I think that specificity of language and economy of language, um, and then using. I, I like to use a lot of cliches, like a lot of a lot of turns of phrases. Um, yeah, but sort of, but twist them a little bit or, or you, you know, use them. But, but one of the words I'm, I'm using the me, it has a, it can have a double meaning because the word can be spelled two different ways, stuff like that. I really, I mm. like, um, I like giving people little, um, flag posts, like things to hang on to. I mean, the, one of the, one of the things about a song that differentiates a song from a poem is generally someone's listening to it, not reading it, not reading the lyrics. So I like to, I like to put, put things in there that are going to ca- catch someone's ear. That's going to be easy for them to, um, easy mm. for them to remember, easy for them to, to grab onto. Um, cause I, cause yeah. I know that's what that's, you know, so- songs that I, that I love have that, have that, have that turn of phrase. Use that one. Uh, uh for example, I have a song younger than where I say, um, uh, the sun's on the horizon. The songs have all been sung. There was whiskey, there was war, there were chrysanthemums. And like the reason that like the, big reason that I use that is because like chrysanthemum is just a beautiful word that like obviously you don't hear in that many songs because it's a mm-hmm. big long word um, and it's kind of awkward and why would you but but I, I I love singing that I love getting like every time I get to that word it's just like really fun to sing and I've heard so many people you know call that that like call that song the chrysanthemum song right because it's like in the beginning of the mm, song wow. and it just like jumps out um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I that's kind of how I go about it. I mean, words are just so fun. I just love language. I love words. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason, yeah, I mean, I I write really slowly. I write really slowly generally. Um, and part mm. of that is because I get anxious about the words because I know how much the words matter to me. Um, mm. when when I when I hear songs, but then also I can contradict myself because this is this is the example I give because <laughs> like also one of my favorite artists ever is Bon Iver. And like his words are totally nonsensical and you can't understand them at all. So <laughs> it really just depends on, on, <laughs> on, on my mood. Um, and what, what self I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm being that day. Um, yeah. I was going to ask if you have like favorite artists right now that you really look yeah. to or admire their their ability to do this thing yeah use yeah the specificity well i've been trying to i've been trying to um push myself a little bit into because i i i I was feeling a little um feeling a little stale in in i i I, just trying to not get so genre'd especially Mm. especially now i mean it's so hard as soon as i when i say that it's like the music business part of my brain lights up and it's like, oh, but like you should give some people like something easy to grab onto, blah, blah, blah. But we'll leave that. Mm-hmm. We'll leave that aside. We'll, we'll let that, we'll let, not let that person <laughs> necessarily come into, Ingest come yet. into this conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, so I've just trying to, I've been trying to push myself in, in where I'm taking inspiration from. So 
Um, Emily King has been really huge for me mm. this past year. Um, and Brittany Howard and uh, and Anderson mm. Pack have been like all in terms of Ooh. in terms of lyrics and lyric and groove. Yeah, has been has been th- those what three a trio. have been big, big for me. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, it's also shout out really some songs for from them that like are I don't know that are that are doing it for you these days, if you want to. I'm just yeah. so curious. Yeah. Um Long Distance. Is that what it's called? The Emily King song? I believe. Is so. it? Dis- uh or just distance? Oh my god. Distance? Are you like distance? We're gonna Sorry, say Emily. Gonna distance. distance. And the song <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. One Emily King song I really love is Distance. <laughs> And um, <laughs> for the for the edit, and um, Brittany Howard. I just love that whole the whole Jamie record. Um, Stay high is really good. That's a mm. song about weed. And um, <laughs> check mark. Yep. And uh, oh, he loves me. You know that one. I don't know. No. He loves me when I'm drinking too much. He loves me when I'm smoking blunts. He loves me, you know, he loves me. Yeah, that one's great. Um, I shall have to listen. Oh, and, sh- and short and short and sweet are, are those are those are my three favorites from that record. Mm. Um, and then Anderson Pack. I mean, I just love that whole that whole Malibu record. Um, yeah. And just and and like uh, one of the things I, I really I like to take from from him is is just is remembering to not to not be too serious um, and to and to to focus on groove and 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 having fun and and um, you know in the in the singer songwriter world there's so much and and I do love sad songs you know don't get me wrong I I there there is a <laughs> real beautiful catharsis to it and i love Joni mitchell um i love laura marling as a as a contemporary mm. singer songwriter who who i think is a is a wonderful um wonderful artist in the in the vein of of Joni. um and those songs are you know sad songs are really great too but there's there there is something to, and i think especially this past year where um i just I, I like I think so many people have just been like looking for things to to distract me and to to dance to because there's a lot of grief all around us. Mm-hmm. Um so looking for that balance. So trying to trying to inject a little bit more of that into my music because a lot of my a lot of my songs are in the in the sort of Americana country way of there being a, a melancholy to them. Um and there's nothing wrong with that, but just just trying to find that balance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you talked about about groove, and you were just talking about um, Anderson Pack, and that was one of the things that actually struck me when listening through your most recent record, um, King Electric Sessions, yes. which is brilliant. Everyone <laughs> should go listen to this. It's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I I just love the way that you handle space. Like you really let stuff sit. There's like a great like laid back feel. It just like Thank it you. has this great subtle undercurrent of groove. Um, well, as one, you know, as you're talking about some some sad things, sometimes yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but it like it, it's like the motor that keeps it going is thank you is particular and cool. Well, one of the great things about the process of that 
record was that I I did it. It was it was like pretty pretty live in in a room all together. Um, overdubs, uh-huh. overdubs, and background vocals and some solos and stuff were done were done after. But the yeah. um, the bones, the like main bones of those tracks were all of us playing together, and it was the band that I that I played with mostly in Austin. So that's a, that's a big reason why it has that kind of feel because it was we, it was us all really like feeling it and and players who had played these songs a lot and, and in fact my rhythm section uh ethan schneider and hans bilger like were my roommates at the time so like we literally mm-hmm. um were like doing everything together um yeah which was really sweet it was really sweet yeah that was a that was a really cool really cool process i'm very very fond of that record will always be um it's a really really good snapshot of a time it's fabulous. Listen. Thank you. Like it really is. Has as a person who like did not grow up listening to Americana really at all. Like yeah. I, you know, did not really listen to any sort of like American folk music yeah. before getting to college. Um, it like, <laughs> I sometimes I'm surprised by, by listening to something and being like, wow, this really takes me back. And I'm like, back to what? Like, where am I going, <laughs> what am I going back to? Um, but like, it does really, I love it. I love Thank you. Many well, of it might so take you back. Great. I mean, it's really great. We come from, um, we are part of the, a, a school of, of um, vocal singing that is, I mean, that, you know, we're, we're part mm. we are, the, the three of us are part of a, a, a vocal tradition, um, because of, because of the Dukes, but also just Yale in general. I mean, just, just, you know, it's such a, such yeah. a, uh, powerful singing culture there. Um, surprising. Did you, did y'all know that before you came to Yale? Like, 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 like just barely, like months before I found out that like, this is what so yeah. all the kids are doing, and I'm like, yeah. oh, I love to sing. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> I had, I had absolutely, I had absolutely no idea. I mean, like, I, I came, <laughs> I came, I came to Yale as a like theater kid. Like, I thought, like, I thought I was like going to be an actor, going to move to New York, like do musical theater, but also straight, straight theater, film, whatever. Like, that's, I, th- that's, that's who I was. Um, and didn't really know, you know, had heard of the whiff and poofs, didn't know what, didn't, I just, di- I just did not know. <laughs> I just had no idea. And it's like, yeah. obviously very hard to be prepared for what acapella is at, at Yale, <laughs> um, for anyone. Uh, but yeah, I just had no idea. My, my, like, that's another, a, a line that I've, that I've given over the years is like, I, you know, who knows what having gone to Yale will give me what, obviously what doors will open, um, the education I got there, whatever, who knows? But I do know that I came out of there such a stronger singer than I did when I got there. Yeah, <laughs> um, which yeah, just didn't didn't expect that. But it, it's a cool it's a cool thing. I'm I'm grateful. I, I I think and would hope and and I mean I I love that that you said that about um, there being a, a some sort of nostalgia for you listening listening to the to the music and and I I wonder if that's I wonder if that's part of it. Because vocal vocals are such a huge, it's it's what I pride myself most on in in my view of myself as a musician, and um and I think it's I think it's the thing that that people gravitate towards most with with my music and and with any music. I think I think 
vocal vocal performance and and singing is is that's that's where that's that's what really grabs you you know and that's like that what sets apart what sets apart a mediocre track from an amazing track so often is is the vocal performance um and i so i i pride myself on that and i think i think a lot about that and i i that's that's what i listen for in in music also yeah and you really deliver Thank you. Um, That's nice. You really deliver. I mean, that's nice. Okay, full disclosure. Jerome and I listened to um, to that album of your most recent album yeah. together, and we we were just smiling at all of these lovely <laughs> smiling and yelling and screaming. And, <laughs> you know, because um, you're just really singing up and down the thing. It's oh, yeah. it's Thanks. great. Thank you. Well, and it's so funny, right? Because like in in the <laughs> I was the the folky musical theater kid, and now I'm like the music theatery folk kid. Because <laughs> it's so, uh-huh. it's like it's amazing. It's like so funny, like the reactions that I get in these in these, you know, in these rooms in Austin or in the recording studio, and like because just mo- most, you know, certainly certainly most guys who are who are in these in in this world um, just don't have the the training that I that I have from from taking lessons and doing musical theater and doing acapella. Um, so it is, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I like, I like, I enjoy, I enjoy being that person. (laughs) (laughs) There's also like a, there's an element to it that like is, I feel like sometimes particularly in folk music, like people are afraid to do too much. Right. And well, and, and certainly right. at Yale University, people are not afraid to <laughs> do <Right. doing> <laughs> So, like, I feel like there is <laughs> that that is kind of the beauty of it as well. It's like uh, that you're kind of going further than I think people probably are expecting to hear from, like, your genre of music. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. I mean, I also hope to, you know, I it's also, you know, like with everything, it's balanced, right? So... I also yeah. I also do like to think about the 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 simplicity and what you know when 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 more flourishes and more choices aren't 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 necessary for for telling the story. Sure. Um, but also letting go sometimes and letting the you know sort of letting letting the spirit take you. Um, did you guys see Summer of Soul yet? <laughs> 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 okay, so. <laughs> the episode we recorded an episode yesterday, Is two that, days ago. Two days ago, um, that's coming out this this week. That is about that. Oh, we amazing. watched it and it was amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, cool. what did you think? Oh my god, it was so fun. I went. I I took I I took myself on a date in the middle of the day. Smoked yes. it. Smoked. Oh yeah. Smoked a joint outside yes. the theater. Went in. I'm like yes. I'm like literally I'm like at a mall. There's like. <laughs> There's a family eating like Wetzel's pretzels, like to the, to my left, and I'm just like in the corner. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, I I absolutely it was it was so good. But I I just that that um, that song at the end, um, the the Martin Luther King's favorite song, and Mavis yeah. Mavis Staples and Mahalia Jackson, Precious Lord, it. yeah, 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 um, and just like watching them, just like let it rip and just and just giving just giving themselves to the moment and like not the the bravery of it and the rawness of it and 
that I I like have been really like keeping that keeping that moment like in my in my head and my heart as I as I think about going back to performing and um mm. you know again like not you can't you you can't do something like that on every song right but like picking but but finding finding moments in performance to um yeah to just let it let it come through you is is a it's a really beautiful thing it's really cool it's an inspiration yeah, yeah. okay speaking of performing yes you've been absolutely on the road i was sort of just on the road yeah i mean i wasn't sort of on the road i was very on the road i wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't you know i wasn't like billing it i wasn't billing it for myself or for others as a tour per se um mm -hmm. but i was traveling around i was seeing friends um i was up in southeast alaska for a month in this town wow. uh this town sitka that i've been going to for um for 10 years now uh this is the this was the the 10 10 year anniversary of my first summer going up there um Whoa. so just just What's seeing there? seeing people in places that are important to me What's up there initially, the reason I went there was uh, to work at an, at an arts camp. Um, a, mm -hmm. cla a classmate of mine at Yale, uh, Jonathan Christ Tompkins, uh, grew up there. And he, that first summer, uh, 2011, convinced a whole bunch of, of kids from Yale, um, <laughs> which was met to, with, with um, you know, various reactions from the people that lived there. <laughs> Some excited, some uh <laughs> we were talking about our we were talking about our our uh our mutual dear friend Michael Bloom, who we, we used to have a joke about uh they would have one of one of two reactions to something being said, which was either um judgy suspicious or skeptical curious. <laughs> 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 which is just which is just a really just a really excellent um you know uh uh, uh two two sides of a coin sort of thing so that that's i think that's a good way to describe how the how the sitkins uh reacted to like there being 30 <laughs> yale students working various jobs in this small alaskan town um but I and a bunch of my other friends worked as counselors at this arts camp, and um, I just totally, totally fell in love with it. Fell in love with the camp. Fell in love with the town. Mm. It's absolutely beautiful. It's mountains. It's ocean. Uh, old growth uh, spruce trees and salmon and bald eagles, and but then also just amazing people. Uh, amazing people live there. Especially there's just an incredible community of of people our age. Some who grew up there, some who moved there. Um, so sort of the combination of of those things uh, keep me coming back. It's just, it's really like natural beauty, but then also really fun parties and really fun shows. And they've been so supportive <laughs> to my to my music career um, there. And I wow. every, every time I go, I, you know, I play, I just play all around town and it's like kind of a, a joke. Like I'm just, anyone goes anywhere and like there's, like there's Raph playing in a corner again. <laughs> um, so that's I was doing I was doing some of that for for like a month, and then um, I'd I'd driven up to Seattle and flown from there. So then I drove through Montana and hung out in Missoula, which is a new 
community similar to similar to Sitka. I'm sort of trying to um, stake my claim there and and sure. uh, develop a relationship with that community. Um, and then I drove through Wyoming and Colorado, saw friends in Col- camped in Wyoming, camped in Colorado, saw friends there, played some shows there. Um, yeah, I I've been. I've been road tripping and and um and playing shows all over the country for for the better part of seven years now. Um and obviously didn't didn't do that so much in the last year and a half. Um so just getting back to it a little bit uh was really, really validating and and just, you know, capital G good. Um mm. and that's and that's like yeah. kinda I I, I love um sonically my my ideal setup is playing with a full band i love playing with other musicians i love singing harmonies um but there is something really wonderful and and i that i don't take for granted about the genre that i that i'm that i do is that it is really easy for me to play solo and and to play you know to have very little gear and just have an acoustic guitar and a little amp um and that I can just show up anywhere and play and that it's and that it's a genre that just speaks to so many different different kinds of people and I can play in so many different kinds of venues and different different spaces um and I can travel and see all these different corners of of the world and the country and and meet people and develop relationships with with different communities it's just so fun it's my absolutely my my without a doubt my favorite part of of this gig um, so it was really good to just kind of do that a little bit, um, and, and be reminded why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been, it's been, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been harder to remember the past, the past couple of years, understandably. Um, for so, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, it's, it's beautiful hearing you describe that yeah. life of getting to, you know, embed in communities and form relationships that last over years and, yeah. and that support. I think that's something that, um, I don't know, I think that that a lot of artists, I know myself, like that's like calls to me. It's like, yeah. yes, I would love that thing. Right. Um, well, we got, and we got a taste of that in, in acapella. Like all, that was another surprise, right? That's true. Like, <laughs> that that mm-hmm, we, that mm-hmm. we, you know, went on several tours with those groups every year and, and also got to, you know, when stayed with people and, and sang for them. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm curious about the, the management part of it, of like, as you're, you know, you're talking about doing it yourself, you know, you show up and it's like, it's you and you are the band and you are the act and you are the traveling buddy and you are, how do you, (laughs) how do you keep that going? Um, and I don't know, what are the, what are the parts that give energy? Where are the parts that kind of take energy from that? Well, it's definitely something that takes like like all these things that we're talking about, all these crafts. It takes reps. It takes practice. And you know, the first sure. the first few tours when you're doing it, like you run into a lot of issues, and you learn, you know, learn to learn to not overbook yourself. Learn to give yourself rest days. Um, you know, I try to generally. I I'm generally just going places where I where I already know people. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. doing I'm not doing too many shows at all in towns where I don't I it's just like a random place. But like but there's a you know, oh like I heard about a cool bar like in this town, but I don't know anybody there. Like chances are like that's not gonna be a very fun gig. 
Because if I'm sure. playing, if I'm playing in a room where I don't know anybody there, and it's going to be a struggle just to get them to pay attention. Because again, it's like I don't, I, I, I don't take offense to that. I know that if I go out to a bar or restaurant and I'm not planning to like see music or I don't know the person playing, like I'm going to talk to my friends that I came there to hang out with. Like I totally get that. Like no, like no, no insult taken. It's amazing. Like I, I think <laughs> yeah. it's incredible. And I tell people this when they're like when they come up to me after shows and they're like, wow, we didn't think there'd be music at all. And you were really great. I'm like, wow, thank you so much for listening. It would be no, I would be not offended at all. If you just totally tuned me out that whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you're not always in the mood to like see live music. Like, like that's totally fair. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So I generally, I'm generally going places where I already know people. Um, if it's a place I've never been before, then, I, then it's because a friend has said like, Hey, like we really want you to come here. Like we've got, I've got people that would come out to your show, you know? Um, and then, you know, even if it's four or five people, it's just one table. If, it, if it's at a, if it's at a bar or a restaurant, just one table interacting with you, paying attention to you, like yeah. that's enough to, to keep the gig light and keep it and keep it fine. Um, and yeah, trying to try and, you know, creating a, a balance of different kinds of shows. Some that are, some that are like listening room, some that are maybe a house show, backyard show, some that are, you know, the, like brewery and bar shows and stuff like that. Like those can be really fun too. If I'm not, if I'm, if I don't care that much about it, maybe get a little, they, they, they'll give me a little guarantee. Um, I'll get some drinks and food. And then it's like two hours to just mess around. And like, yeah. and it doesn't, and it doesn't matter that people aren't really listening and I can play covers that I don't usually play or try out new songs that like I can just sing the same verse over again because I screwed up the words the first time <laughs> and no one gives a shit, you know, like there's something to say yeah. for that too. Especially like I had a few of those shows on this past tour and, and you know, I haven't been playing that much. So I've got a lot of new songs that I, I'm not very rehearsed on. Um, so those, those <laughs> gigs were great for that. And yeah, but like, stay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going around and I'm mostly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not staying in hotels. I'm staying at friends' houses um, I'm, yeah. I'm, or I'm, 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 I'm playing a show and then camping in a beautiful park or something, you know, it's, it's creating it, creating these, these, um, especially now while it is, I am still independent and, um, you know, so, so I, I'm not able to like maybe book it out like crazy in a way that like, I'm, I'm like really making a ton of money. I'm going to at least have a, have a rich experience, um, in terms of like social and, and natural beauty and stuff like that. And that's the way that I'm sort of paying myself back um and you know and not and and living cheaply like you know not really like spending too much money on on food or lodging um that's that's kind of how i've been going about it of yeah. late it's really sweet i really i feel i feel really really grateful it's it's a, such a privilege to to be doing this kind of this kind of work it's it's so it's like it's ancient it's like an ancient thing this like traveling yeah. or traveling around and and sharing mm -hmm. song, songs and stories it's like this basic basic good thing um yeah i love it 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 sounds it sounds sweet in all meanings like it it just sounds really lovely it yeah. sounds like a, a really yeah. lovely yeah way to see people and places and it's good. And to be playing music for people. That's very, very cool. One of the places that you have been to, which is like, I, I mean, I am not like the nature girl. Yes. Personally. 
<laughs> um, but one of the places that you have been to is to see Pando in Utah, <laughs> which is like one of the most thrilling and exciting and amazing <laughs> things to me about this planet that we are on. Um, can you, can you explain what Pando is yeah. and then also talk about what it's like I'll try. to be there? I'll try. Yeah. It's a, it's a, so it's an Aspen Grove in Utah. It's in, um, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Is it Fish, Fish Lake National Forest? I'm going to, let me double check that. I think that's right. Um, what a good name. Fish Lake. I love when people name things and it's like, I, well, Little the first thought. They <laughs> said there's fish in the lake. That's the right. fish, fish lake. lake. Right. <laughs> yeah. We love fish lake, honestly. We really do. Yeah. And like especially like English English um um quote unquote explorers, like English speaking people just really yeah. just really just don't want to take a long time naming stuff is what it just really don't just really want to move on the number of places that are named portsmouth right which literally means this is where the port is right, right. <laughs> like, that's so crazy to me yeah yeah anywho so it's in it's in fish lake national forest um and it is all one technically all one tree it's all one organism and each tree in this grove is like actually a a a clone they're all genetically identical um and yeah i read i i uh i read the overstory um which uh i believe it won the national book award two years ago uh, by richard powers and then i'd also read um heard and read a, a few stories about uh suzanne samard who's the canadian scientist who one of the characters in that book is about and she she's basically the scientist who um broke the news that mm. trees can talk to one another and that like different parts yeah. different parts of it like like all parts of a forest sort of communicate and you know if, if one part of the forest is getting sick or in danger in some way like the other trees will send um nutrients to it or will like close off the root system so it doesn't affect the other tree you know stuff like that so yeah so just been thinking about thinking about trees a lot this year and thinking about <laughs> our relationship with them and and you know just how the the time scale of of human existence as opposed to you know the existence yeah. of trees and and just how we're you know how we're this blip and how but how how much we've we have impacted the world um in that in the, our short time here um and yeah, so that was my that was my last stop on on this on this last trip I did um, on my way back from Colorado to San Diego. I, I, I camped out, I camped out there, and um, it was beautiful. I mean, of course, you know when when you when you do something like that, you're you're you set yourself up to to like yeah. have a beautiful experience there. You know, you're like <laughs> I'm like I'm here right now. Like this is I'm yeah. <laughs> Doing yeah. the thing, but like, I read a yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh my god! I came god. to the place. Oh my god! It's like Times Square. Um, <laughs> serendipity. Here I am. Um, but it is. I mean, like the trees, like are all the same fucking height. Like they're all like they're all like pretty. They look all pretty, pretty similar. I gotta say, and it's just it's just sweet. I mean, I, I just. Especially when you're when you're traveling alone, I was with my dog, um, Joni Dog Mitchell, 
Um, but when, <laughs> when, you know, but she, but she's not setting, she's not setting any of the itinerary. Um, so it's just, it's just really sweet to like set yourself up with little, um, little adventures, little, little, just like things to, things to check off. I mean, I, lo- I just love that about road trips. I love stopping at that one, you know, cafe that, that someone wrote about or, or visiting that house or just, you know, just having these moments where you can, can take time to, to sit and, and just look and listen and, and reflect for a second. Um, I just, I just get a lot of joy out of that. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. I, I highly recommend it. Anyone, if anyone is passing through that, that part of the world, check out, go check out Pando. Yeah. I might have to make a special trip. Yeah. (laughs) It's, and, and it's, it's totally beautiful. Like the, the, the country there is, is you, you won't be disappointed. It's not like, it's not like there's Pando and then there's a a strip mall or something. It's all, it's all very nice. That you know, also no shade to strip malls. Let, let me say this also as a, <laughs> as an experienced road trip person, there are some really amazing restaurants and strip malls in this in this great nation. Don't don't That's don't true. Write, don't write off a strip mall in terms of in terms of culinary stuff, especially like like Indian and Vietnamese and Chinese restaurants and strip malls. Like yeah, bang. Yeah. There's beauty. There's beauty in every corner. And like you were just saying, you know setting up moments for yourself to like look forward to you Mm -hmm. set up a good time you have a good time like Mm -hmm. that sounds like (laughs) a great way to get through you know the the harder times in in life or on tour or whatever i'm curious other just how you experience taking care of yourself as a as a performing musician what like what's in the forefront of your mind um well i do i do have a meditation practice and that has been um just it's definitely been really helpful and and um i i i talk to a therapist i take um i take ssris uh you know i've I've had um chronic depression and anxiety stuff like that um you know you know your (laughs) your you know your your run-of-the-mill conditions you heard of that before yes (laughs) um like I said, I'm 30 and I'm Jewish and from Long Island, uh, so I do, I do experience <laughs> these things. Um, but um, yeah, just that that mindfulness exercise is really has been really really important to me. And and again, like in especially in this self-employed gig economy kind of existence, when I you know don't always have a thing to go to in the morning and and figuring out how to how to sculpt my day and how to um stay kind to myself and stay uh maintain perspective it's been it's been so so helpful and even if i you know when i'm on the road it's it's a lot harder to keep up the the practice um mm. and in general over the past few years it's been it's been um stop and go I, i'm not i'm not 100% consistent with it but I do know that it's it is part of my life and always will be and, and I'll always be working at it. Um and and in a day when I when I don't have time to sit, um even just being able to take a moment, take a breath, do a quick, you know, a quick body scan, a quick just like check in with how my body's feeling, um, 
and acknowledge to myself that that I'm taking a, a purposeful moment. Even just that is mm. is huge. Yeah, it really it really makes a difference. Um, we're we're so we're so event driven. We're so activity driven um, as as humans in 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 this in this time. Um, and yeah, just just taking that moment to to, to check in with oneself uh, for for me to check in with myself is is huge. Um, and I did a, I did a, a retreat a couple of years ago of a Pasana retreat, which is like a 10 day, mm. a 10 day silent retreat. And it was so, so hard. Like Whoa. no, no doubt. Like one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, just like also again, like an, another one of these things, like physically, just like surprisingly physically difficult to sit for that many yeah. hours a day. Um, and they, yeah. it, it's pretty like old fashioned, a little more conservative. So like they, they like, you have to sit on the floor. Um, you know, you have cushions and stuff you have to like figure out. I ended up like figuring out that using a kneeling stool is like more comfortable for me for long sits. So like one of those little stools, mm-hmm. you like put your legs, um, underneath and you're like on your knees. Um, yeah. but like for sure. a long time I was like trying to do the cross-legged thing and I just have like really stiff and flexible hips and it was awful. Um, so there was like a lot of pain. Um, yeah, but, but also like that's, but you know, and then you like, <laughs> you, you like get up the courage to sort of break your silence and like talk to one of the assistants and say like, I'm just like really in a lot of pain. And they're just like, that's, um, sorry, man, that's just like part of the process <laughs> because, because the whole point, the whole, the whole point of the, of, of Vipassana, like the sort of central teaching is is to not have craving or aversion to anything to basically mm. like be like neutral mm. and like like even keeled about whatever's going on so anything if it's a if it's a good sensation if it's a bad sensation you just notice it and acknowledge it and that's it you don't react you're, sure. try, you're trying not to react positively or negatively to, to anything sounds um, so easy yeah super <laughs> easy yeah and then you just and then you just it's crazy you just they tell you that and then you just do it and that's it. Amazing. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and you say thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so that's uh, you know, so that's the that's the um, that's the process. That's the that's the goal. That's the what you, what you're working towards. But you know, all all the while being kind to yourself when when you're not able to do that because obviously um, that's really hard. So so that's yeah. a that's a big part of my my self care. And then and then you know, sort of an extension of that is, is listening to myself, listening to my gut, treating myself well, having a drink when I want to drink, eating that thing that I want to eat, you know, making like Mm. eating, eating good meals, just, you know, life is, life is short. And, and, um, and a lot of it is, is like really ugly and hard. And, um, what I've been telling people these days when they ask me how I am is that I, I, I am simultaneously like feeling the most the most like day to day inwardly calm than I than I have in a long time maybe ever in my in my adult mm-hmm. life like like not not having a lot of anxiety symptoms and and mm-hmm. pa- panicky moments and and not getting super down on myself and and you know cursing myself out when when things don't go right and and having that ability to take a breath take a moment get get some perspective yeah. on on whatever it is you know is is happening in that day so simultaneously feeling like all those good things but then also like the most cynical i have 
<laughs> about about the world at large and society at large and and yeah um god i mean there's just there's just a lot of reasons to um to be afraid and and be angry right now um but just reminding myself to um to focus mostly to to really just try to focus on what i can control um mm. and yeah and enjoy myself and and know and know that in in doing that i will be able to um help others better that's the hope anyway that's the hope that's a word honestly that's a yeah take know. care of yourself enjoy taking enjoying the part where you take care of yourself <laughs> yeah is getting to that place i feel like is is beautiful and aspirational yeah, yeah. um yeah this has been lovely yeah I, yeah, I'm carrying, I feel like I'm going to carry a lot of that. Like, you know, I'm glad do, do the thing for yourself and that that is how you do other things for other people. I, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on today. This is so yeah, much thank fun. You. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Everyone who's really listening must absolutely go <laughs> listen <laughs> to this thank music. You. Thank you. Um, you're on all the places, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this stream. has been lovely. Thanks so much. Stream away, my friends. <laughs> stream while you can. <laughs> stream. Oh, my. <laughs> stream a little stream. <laughs> um, please follow along and... and um, yeah, I'll I'll be you know sooner 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 than later hopefully be be back back on the road back on the road and stuff so um, and and new music and and all the stuff and I really appreciate you guys having me on today this was this was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening, divas. We love that is brought to you by Kenyon and Jerome. Our music is by Sophia Campomore and our art is by Griffin Keller. And please drop us a line at we love that podcast at gmail.com. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm so sorry. Keep cutting off my my to make my, nonsense my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really okay. It's really okay. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I try to I try oh. to use econ- economy of language in my songs to make up for the fact that I don't 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 economize my words in in conversation. And that's balance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, mm-hmm. that, that is health. Okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs>